Yo, everyone, happy Sunday. This is Kenny. This is, be- oh, look at me already messing up. <laughs> this is Better Yet Start Talking, and I am your host, Kenny. And today I'm interviewing a great person that I know. I have a friend whose mother is my mentor. And every time I have a conversation with her, it's always a great conversation. I always get insight, I always get p- positive feedback to help me grow as an individual and as a person in the workforce, and also as a young black man. So today I want to introduce Kim Hall. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so happy to be here and excited. This I'm happy for you. This is the first episode, so this is going to be very great and awesome. <laughs> Yay, yes. Yes. <laughs> so. So don't be nervous because this is fun. Um, this is going to be a great conversation. Um, hopefully a lot of people listen, tune in, and, you know, get some feedback and insight about, like, how to just navigate life as a parent and as an adult and as a house owner. Okay. Yeah. So how are you doing today? Um, I'm good. Uh, it's Sunday. So yes. uh, I'm at Sunday's best. Yes. And, uh, you know, happy to be out of the Corona thing. I haven't quite made it to church. Yes. Yet. Okay. Sorry. Um, but I am uh, been doing bedside Baptist for a while since Corona started. So um, but otherwise, you know, everything's good. Good. Since so speaking of Corona, like how was that experience with like work? Ooh, um, you know, because of what I did uh, for about 14 years, um, working in the entertainment industry, going into people's homes, rehabbing them, um, you know, people anywhere from a producer to an actor, actress, you know, what they say below the line or above the line, people below the line are the cameramen and things like that. Above the line is people that are in front of the cameras. Uh, so I was going into people's homes and uh, doing projects, rehabbing them, checking them for safety. And uh, when Corona hit in March, uh, by April, they had closed down my department. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, quite a time to be, you know, jobless. But I can say that uh, that was the best time to be jobless because everybody else was jobless, too. There's so many people, you know, that I was in the boat with. So right. um, I have to say that it wasn't as hard as it probably could have been. By helping people, were they elderly people in the entertainment industry? Uh, elderly, disabled. Okay. Um, adults, um, you know, and it's just people who have grown in their homes. And let me tell you, there are people that are in the Hollywood Hills and Burbank and what, you know, Woodland Hills that are like living in these huge houses and their kids have grown, grown up and grown away and their grandkids have grown up and gone away and they're still there with like, you know, four bedrooms and they're using one part of their home. So it's really kind of aging is really kind of, I would say a trip. Um, It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Let's get to the beginning of your start. Like you are born and raised in uh, not born and raised. I was born in Chicago. Chicago, Chi Town. Yes, ninety um, seventh and Halsted, and uh, I came out here in uh, the seventies. Nice. Uh, moved from the south side of Chicago to Brentwood. Um, you know, racially, uh, my mother and I were really the one of the only two people there. We had some neighbors, wow. O.J. Simpson, uh, Rosie Greer that I recall and, and us. Um, so I went to Brentwood elementary and, uh, you know, we moved to the Valley. Nice. Yeah. And Valley was uh, a different, you know, beast. And I really enjoyed the Valley is slow, you know, slow pace compared to LA for sure. Slow pace. Definitely. And you know, I was young, so I didn't know how fast LA was until I moved back, um, in my adult years. So, um, but yeah, and in between there, you know, I got to see my mom as a single mom, um, do a lot of things. She worked in real estate, she worked in title and she just had me, you know, putting stamps on envelopes and helping to make calls. And, you know, she was in contests. She won a a Maxima at the time, which was in the eighties, the first talking car that said, close your door and gas, you know, empty things like that. So. We can go into that. Shout out to Yaya. Right? AKA mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We can. We, right. You go into more detail about it? Well, where, well, where do you want to go from there? We can go from like, we could start high school, like your transition into high school and then transitioning into college and your career choice. Oh, yeah. High school was really a, a big thing for me because 
you know, let me just be real with it. I was supposed to go to a school in the Valley. I went to a game, like a pregame. I guess it was probably in August. And I was in the bathroom, and these girls were smoking weed. And one asked me to pass it to the other. I didn't, I didn't smoke weed. It was okay. I'm raised by hippies. So I already know what that's about. So I was like, I passed it to the other just as the principal of the school walked in. So let's just say I got kicked out before I was let in to the school that I was supposed to go to. So I went to um, another school, Grant High School. And uh, my experience there was I was so happy to be there that I ended up finding a friend. And we we ditched (laughs) the 10th grade. First time dishing. Oh, yeah. The 10th grade. So, like, we ditched, like, the first semester of the 10th grade. My mom caught on. And that's when high school started in 10th grade. My mom caught on. And I had to make up time. Um, And this was humbling. It was like, you know, uh, I had to go to school on Saturdays. I had to go to school after school. And I started working in banks. And so I would do the training in banks to get the credit. And I did hotel training and all these things to get credit so that I could graduate on time. And I didn't graduate on time. I actually had to go an extra semester. But in that, um, I learned about money. You learned you know, how to manage money. It, you know, had I not screwed up, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn about how people were saving money. At the time that I was working at banks, the interest rate was like 13%. I don't think in your lifetime has been 13%, you know. Um, and uh, I noticed how people saved for their kids, for their grandkids, uh, generational wealth. Uh, when I was working at the bank, there was a girl there who had been stealing a a penny out of accounts and bought property. And she was like 21, 22, bought property, like had done all these things. And I thought, that's the first time, although she went to jail. right. (laughs) That's the first time. And I thought an accumulation of a penny, like nobody really, if you're balancing your book, which kids don't do this these days, but you know, you know, if you look at your thing and it's a penny off, even if it's five cents, it might even be. It matters. It, it matters, but you're like, eh, it's okay. But this girl was making a fortune off a penny. Wow. From all these accounts. So that, you know, it's just um, the other concept of that is what I've learned is getting money from different sources. Don't okay. just get your money from one source. Right. Don't rely on one, one source of income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how, speaking of money, how beneficial is it for us? For us, as I'm saying us, young adults, kids growing up, how beneficial is it for us to learn that? Learn oh, how to manage money. It's, it is detrimental to our future. Right. Um, because money is going from, from you know, our, our concept. A lot of our concept is we get money, how can I spend it? Exactly. It should be, we get money, how can I save it? Spend as little as possible. Exactly. Of course, make your donations. Exactly. You know, um, but... Um, you know, is, is if you go into that saving factor, then you realize, you know, an automatic savings where you don't have to make a decision. That's where people really um, come up because you don't have to make a decision um, about saving $35 a check. Right. But, you know, $35 times 52 or, you know, something like that. Then it, at the end of the year, you got an a increase hundred, for sure. Right? Exactly. So you can, you know, get your car repaired or get some shoes. Or for or, any rainy day that happens. Any, yeah. I wish... Like in high school, I don't know if they still or if they do anything, but like personal finance, I feel like should be a requirement for high school students because they learn how to manage their money. They learn how to navigate like ways of paying their bills with their money and also like save for the future for kids, their college tuition if most parents can't pay for it. Um, And also um, a home. How important is a home? A lot of people I could say from my age are not homeowners there are renters yeah and not saying that it's a bad thing but i feel like ownership and extending like the generational wealth for your family in the future is very important especially in the black community yes absolutely um i noticed that i had a conversation with my mom about how a lot of black families don't leave homes to their kids yeah and i want to know why um a lot of times they don't know how Okay. Um, and I can tell you that the home that we're in right now, I have it as a result of that. It was a black owner, um, and she had four kids. Wow. Those four kids, I think two were electricians, you know, uh, no, one was an electrician, one's a plumber, 
Um, they were all professional, but their credit was bad. Mm. Individually, even with their spouses, they could not come together to purchase the house. And so that's how I was able to come in and, and you know, and my credit was straight. Right. Um, I think the biggest thing is getting your credit straight. And parents need to, if they're responsible, put their kids on their credit card so that they start to learn, um, start to get that, build that credit, um, what is it called? Um Oh my God, reputation or, or you something, know. yeah, something yeah. on the lines on learning how to like not fuck up the credit. Yeah, the right because you know if your credit's fucked up and you won't be getting anything. Exactly, and so with me, my vision uh, when I decided to buy property, people were like, "Oh no, you're a single woman." I had two kids, um, and you know, I did have a job. I had two sources of income. I was a traveling notary, and I was working for the government. Um, so I had some pretty steady income and people were like, you're going to have to get repairs. You know, you don't know how to fix anything. You, you know, just they, they did everything they could to discourage me. Of course. Uh, I found a little condo. It worked out for me. I, I ended up moving next door to like one of the best handymen in Inglewood. Um, and so he was fixing things for me that were just like, it was amazing. It was a godsend. So, um, I think you get what you, you know, what you put out there, you know, it's like, Very oh, true. it's going to be fine. And that's good. And you just met. All right. Back, to, back on topic. Yes. Back on topic. Okay. Back to you. Uh, we were talking about, I thought we were going into networking. We, I think you talked about it. You went over it. I did. Yeah. You went over it. Well, I think there were some things, some other things oh, I then wanted sh- to say. Share, please. Okay. Because everybody needs to network with people. Well, that that's just it. Networking is, um, I think, you know, um, we just don't know how to network. Uh, and we don't know how to uh, ask the questions that that don't trigger, you know, people have boundaries. Right. They want to know, where, what are you getting at? You know, what, what do you want from me? And sometimes it's better to be like, you know what? I'm looking for this. Maybe if you're not able to provide this, you know, uh, do you know someone who can? But you don't really start there. Networking is building the relationships. Hey, you know, uh, we met. You know, I was wondering if you had 10 minutes to talk. Can I meet you at the coffee place? You know, if you have something that that you um, want. Um, Another part of networking is being in the environment. You know, you just got to be in the environment, people get snatched up all the time from internships. Very true. So um, that's, you know, part of your, your community that you're building. So that's it. That's my networking thing. I won't go anymore. Okay, cool. Can I just give you some examples of, not examples, or my opinions about networking? You can. Okay. So for myself, I reached out to people. Okay. And, you know, professionals in the workplace. Um, obviously no feed, like no response, which is so discouraging, especially when I'm reaching out to people of our color, black. And it's very discouraging when it's like, I'm very passionate about working in entertainment or working in music. And I'm taking the time out of my day to reach out and try to hopefully get a response, trying to, in my head, think that I'm connecting with a fellow black person who Mm -hmm. went to school, who was educated, who would like to see people behind them or not below them, but just more so after them, do the same thing and want to take over their position after they retire. Yeah, people don't think like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm me. realizing that <laughs> and I feel like with myself, like I get discouraged networking with people. Um, okay, so networking, I would say, is a formal conversation, you know. Um, but how do you organically network? How you you go in the places. Like I said, when I was in entertainment, those people were making deals with each other as they volunteered and painted. Yes. So they, right. So, um, a lot of times volunteering it, like I said, internship, but volunteering because you're, you're not focused on each other and what each other can give to each other. You're focused on the mission of whether it's breeding dogs or, you know, rescue dogs or, 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 you know, saving trees or, you know what I mean? The elderly, because everybody has, you know, a cause you right. know, that they're, and if they're out there, they're, they're there for the cause. And now if you happen to strike up conversation, if you happen to have good work ethic, if you know, those things come in organically. 
Um, right. Volunteering, you know, you have you start a job, you find out which department handles the volunteering. You, right. So that, <laughs> very true. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm very sorry because I'm just thinking of stuff and. I'm at the point where I can't volunteer at 30 anymore. So yes, you can. I can. Yeah, but well, I'm yeah. jobless at the moment. But I choose. I chose to be jobless. Let me just correct. I didn't get fired. I don't. I'm a good worker. Okay. Um, I chose to be jobless because I knew what I wanted in life, and I wasn't gonna settle for less. Okay. And so, where I was at, I was settling for less for seven years. Gotcha. So in settling, in doing more, in front, like I said, I'm gonna repeat myself, Kenneth. Yes, I'm listening. Volunteering is is a good, an excellent way. And I've seen it happen over and over again because I used to run that volunteer department. Okay. And so I could see where people were coming from. It didn't matter if they were executives, if they were music directors, if they were volunteering, you meet um, a lot of good people with a mission and a lot of people who want to help. Think about what the heart of a volunteer is. They want to help. So that if you're right. in an environment where people want to help, then they may want to help you. Very if true. you're in an environment where people are self-serving, they're running after the check, they're, they're in a rat track, you, tra- you know. You're I not. think that's where I'm at. We're more so like I'm expecting people to help me. I mean, I shouldn't expect because like you were just saying, like mm-hmm. it wasn't probably back then. It wasn't like what you could do for me and I could do for you. It was more so we're working towards something mm-hmm. and then eventually another opportunity will happen. Yeah. I don't see it nowadays but, but you you also want to be that guy that if someone has a project then they'll be like oh you know what let me call on my boy kenny you know right. you want to be that guy i psych myself out a lot oh tell me how what well not really i wouldn't <laughs> say i psych myself out it's just more so um for instance this podcast yes i wanted to do this podcast for about three years right and now we're finally doing it. I paid a lot of money for the equipment and everything. This is probably over $5,000 for the equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm doing it. I just, I wouldn't say I lose focus. I just, I don't know. I just put it off because maybe I want to do it with my friends. And none of my friends wanted, are interested in doing it. So then it's like, mm. so not, I, I had to sit back and like, if they don't want to do it, there's right. other people that I could go and interview people for yeah. and it's fine, but it's just a regular conversation that we're having. I like that. Yeah. And it's a regular conversation where their conversation leads. You can have weekly conversations. You can have monthly conversations right. with the same people, but where that conversation leads, you want to be better, you know, coming out of it than, than. Right. Cause in, I feel right? like if I'm talking to you, cause I'm not a person that shares my personal business with anybody right. at all. <laughs> right. Channing can tell you that I don't that people share their personal business with me. Right. Um, I don't share like my ups and downs because I don't know. I think if we're not friends, they're going to use that against me. And that's how I see it. And that's how friends have that's has happened. <laughs> that's that's uh, we, happened. But we call them friends then because, again, what well, is no, I mean, this is when we're falling out. Right. So I don't want nothing used against me in the Kenny's court of law. Okay. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I met someone um, and I became that person on one, one level. Um, people did confide in me in a lot of, a lot of things. And basically my memory is so bad that I just forget. Like, well, that's a good know, thing. Right. I, I remember a lot. <laughs> okay. I forget, but I remember this, this girl that I spent time with at work and she was upset with someone. Uh, and she said, something very serious that I took on. And that was, I'm upset with her, but I'm not going to tell her business. And it immediately to me made her trustworthy because I felt like not only can I confide in you, but you're, it doesn't even matter that you, you're not friends with that person anymore. You're, you're not willing to ruin that person's reputation, make them look bad, expose them. You know what I mean? So that's why I say a friend, a friend, you know, that's why friends come together after so many years because they have that mutual respect that when we weren't talking, when you weren't talking to my mutual friend, that there wasn't a whole bunch of, uh, you know, um, of sharing of right. information. So uh, that's something to kind of live by. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, it's real. I'm just thinking back from, like, my friends from high school. Who am I really? Who do I talk to? Mm-hmm. And are we really friends? And if you're not, then maybe you should find some new friends. That's the goal, but COVID happened. 
COVID. Well, I'm not saying nothing negative about people. I mean, like, how I look at it. People from high school. um, I would say, I'm going to say, we're friends. Yeah. But we're not friendly. Okay. Or your acquaintances. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like acquaintances could be kind of harsh. But, like, I would say we're friends. But, like, we're not friendly. Like, friendly, I would consider... Channing and I. Okay. Uh, with somebody I'm friends with, like, I'm over here. Well, I used to be over here when she was living here, like, <laughs> right. so every day. Right. We would do things every day together. But, you know, yeah. adulthood happened. And she grew up and just needed to do what she needed to do and accomplish her goals. And you grew up, too. Oh, well, we both grew up. But I'm just saying, like, you know, life happened. Yes. So you can't get mad that life is happening. And life is happening for a reason for that particular person in that path and that's a good thing and she's doing well so i'm happy for her yes yeah. and you and you the same though of that's course yes it's vice versa making, yeah of course you're making we're decisions. making yes you're we're making, making our moves. decisions we're making our adult decisions and yeah. just life yeah going on 30 yeah this is the dirty 30 i don't know what that oh goodness goodness all right yeah. well you know I can't even believe it. You guys are like just grown folks, you know? I know. Oh, my God. I yeah. know. Yeah. I just remember we were in high school and you took us to Six Flags. I don't. But I love Six Flags. So, wait, yeah. wait did I let you loose? You didn't go. I think you dropped us off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember us going to Six Flags, I think, a couple of times. Yeah, you might have done that. No, that's yeah. how it's supposed to be. You know, you get out there and see the world. Six Flags is a great place to Well, go. yeah, see the world. I think our first experience of seeing, not seeing the world, which is more so like doing something other than with our parents. Right. was probably Coachella. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You I mean, I've traveled like with my family. like five years ago, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. It was Coachella in that debacle. That kind of pissed me off. <laughs> I can't... I- you know what? I know there's like four or five different sides to that story. So unless you were there. I was there. That's what I'm saying. I was I, present. I wasn't. I was present. I was in the house. <laughs> we were here actually discussing. Each other. Okay. And that just threw me for a loop. Dang. And I was so mad. And I'm just like, let me just say this. Coachella was the greatest experience that I've had, right. but I don't recommend people camping. I happen okay, to be so- doing camping because... Factors played a part of not getting a house and sharing a tube, uh, sharing a fucking hotel room with six, six people wasn't in the cards for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you yes, know, Coachella, Coachella. It was a experience. There it is. It was very fun, but you know, now like, because um, for myself, I'm sorry, we're gonna get back to you, right, but right. Just, you know, I'm just gonna talk my shit. It's <laughs> going. Um. How I look at it, like, in our 20s, I feel like friends should be traveling together. Friends should be experiencing the world outside of the U.S. Or maybe, you know, inside of the U.S., but just more so, like, experience a great time with friends. And I'm kind of mad that I'm not experiencing that. And Um, it's because, I'm sorry for cutting you off, it's just because that's not probably in the cards with what my friends want to do at the moment. Or during that time. These friends. And 30 is not the end of the world. I'm 30 is not the end of the world. Right. But it's it's a new chapter. It's a new chapter. And those are the things that you want in the new chapter. I'm going to, um, yes. So, yes. Um, and, I, and I'll say, remember how I used to have the games? Did you ever come to game night? No, Channing never invited me. You never me. came to game night. Always taco Thursday night or taco Tuesday. Taco Thursday. It was Thursday night. But Every um, Thursday. I went to a funeral. And uh, don't let the funeral, you know, don't, don't, oh my God. I went to a funeral, but it was something that was so interesting that the woman that had passed away was known for the games she liked to play. And so she used to play Monopoly and she used to, you know, have these, these not big game days. I mean, it could be, you know, someone comes over and they play backgammon, but they knew her as a competitive game player. And I was like, yeah. That's me. Like, I like to play games. Like, if you come over and play Monopoly with me, I don't like Monopoly so much. But backgammon, you know, I used to play that all the time. I wish I knew how to play chess. I don't. Um, But, you know, we so we started having game night, you know, spades, things like that. Um, But what I'm saying is that that didn't happen until I was in my 40s. 
Um, so if you want to travel in your 30s, Kenneth, yeah, it's you happening. Do that. I'm manifesting that. Yeah, um, you do it. Yeah, I'm manifesting. That. Just, that's in the that's the, in the works. That's and it the plan. Wasn't those friends, it, it's some new friends that you can travel with. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. I gotta start learning to accept new people. Yes. And I'm just so used to just the You're, same. Not the same. I want to say they're the same, but you know, like the people that I'm like comfortable with. Okay. Um, You're gonna have to get comfortable, uncomfortable for a minute, and be comfortable. Most definitely, and I feel like COVID probably needed needed happen for a reason for myself for that to happen and think 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 these things through of like well damn i do would love to travel with my family but i choose not to because i i want to experience those traveling experiences with friends okay that's it so but yeah and remember you can't travel with all your friends well, of course not. They got to have money. If they didn't got it or they vaccinations, then don't go. Please don't go. Besides the money, besides the vaccinations, it's like you start. Okay. Traveling with friends, you really start to know if you really can travel with friends, which means I know. Do you wake up early. So one of you likes to sleep in late. One of you likes to sleep in early. That's already going to be a problem. One of you likes to shop and one of you likes to lay out on the beach. That might be a problem. That's very true. But my thing is, if I'm doing these experiences outside of the country, I'm not going to be catering to your needs. I'm catering to what my needs are. So if you don't want to do that, then it's perfectly fine. I will see you later. Then you need to have a friend that understands that. (laughs) Otherwise, you'll have a friend who'll be like, he left me and went ziplining. Or he went, he left me and went on the tour. Of course, and there's an itinerary of what we could do. And there if you don't want to do that itinerary with me, yeah, it's totally fine. You enjoy Italy how you want to enjoy Italy, and I will enjoy Italy how I want to enjoy Italy. If I want to spend money at the most expensive restaurant, that's what I'm planning to do. So question, have you thought about traveling solo? You know, I would, but I should, because I actually know somebody who does that. And I'm like, wow, yeah, you're not worried about your safety? Yeah, that's how I am. Like, I would like to do that. Maybe I'll try to do it in the United States first before I do it out of the countries. Right. Because I've seen some movies taken. I can't be taken. Uh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, you know what? It's kind of like going to the movies by yourself. You know? I do that all the time. I See? think it's it's therapeutic. Exactly. But there was a time that you could not fathom going to the movies by no, yourself. No, so. in high school, I was doing it. Okay. I was doing it for years. I used to work at a movie theater. So I would sit. Yeah, you did work at that movie theater. You did. Okay. Uh, Right. So it was just, I was like, wow, I don't have nobody next to me. What just happened? Eating my goddamn popcorn. Right. So it's free. So let's think about, you know, before we start depending on other people who might mess up your little trip or whatever. Well, they're not going to mess it up because I don't, they're not, no one's going to mess. Coachella. This is we're before Coachella. We're going to do Coachella because that's the trip. Like, I would say friend groups. Yeah. Friends did go. Yeah. But, yeah, the housing situation was fucked up. Yeah. But I still had a great time. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. What? I realized when you go to Coachella with your friends, they may want to see different people that you may not want to see. So I'm like. I gave them, I, well, I just left. I just snuck away and just zigzagged throughout Coachella my, my own self. And right. then you meet cool people. Yeah. And the people that allowed me to join their camp crew when I was camping. Great experience, but just not sleeping in a tent in the porta potties and then dirty showers. We're not going to get into the people who were showering barefoot, but that's fucking disgusting. Mm, okay so you had an experience i had an experience like that and it did turn out good and then the year after i went i think i got 2018 yeah i went with a group of people yeah all had a great time yeah um didn't want to be at coachella at 12 and i'm for that because i already did it yeah i was out there at 12 and ain't shit there yeah but people getting in right and we all wanted to see certain people we wanted to see. And then it's just like, okay, cool. Boom. I had to get them two fingers. It's like two fingers as peace out. Like yeah. I'm about to go see who I want to see. And if I want to be up close for a person that I want to see, I'm going to be up close. Yeah. No one's going to hold me back from that. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. So, so Coachella was not bad. It was just planning. Like the planning of Coachella was the fucked up part. Yeah. Um, 
it's okay. It's learning experience. It's it. We go through it. And that was our first Coachella. Yeah. So the moving forward, Coachella. if we ever do a music festival again, just know I need a place to stay. I right. need my own bed. Right. I need my own. I wouldn't say I need my own bathroom, but I'm not going to be sharing. Well, yeah, I am going to share a bathroom, but I just can't be sharing with multiple people in the bathroom. There you go. And make sure you're funny. Your money's right. Oh, money's always right. There you go. So and before you plan any trip, always have the money right. So I always book the house for Coachella. Yeah. Good thing to know is how to manage your money. Yes. Because if you don't know how to manage your money, you won't be able to do these things. Exactly. And, but exactly. yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. yeah. Okay. okay. So back. Yes. So is there anything? Um, I know you you had you had posed some questions. Uh, There's is there anything you wanted to? Yeah, but we're not done. Oh, we're not done about you. Oh. We we, we want to get from college till now, Ooh. so we don't really need to go through the whole Spaniard raising. So here's some questions. Okay, single mother, how yeah. was it raising your kids? Uh, it was as easy as I said it was. That's good. I my in my mind, it was all a phase, and so just like learning to walk, to crawl, walk, talk, you know, potty training. I allowed their personalities to be what they were for about six months. Mm -hmm. So that I always knew that if we were in a bad, you know, at a, I won't say a bad time, but you know, it was just, uh, it was temporary, you know? Um, so parent, I did everything to enjoy parenthood. We took trips, we did travel, we, you know, uh, we went to parties, you know, I made sure we had parties. I made sure that we were just having a good time. A happy family. Happy family. And, um, you know, as much as possible. And even though I was divorced, we still had family day. That's good. So for about five years after the divorce, we, you know, we were still doing family day. So we were still traveling to Vegas. And of course, um, Chan, Chan and Ann, you know, were into different things, skateboarding and cheerleading. So that always brought us together. Um, the other thing with family is having the extended family to help was really important. Yes. I just realized that Anthony is the same age as my sister, Lindsay. Oh, wow. So I think they were in the same grade. Oh, very possible. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was in the same grade with Channing. So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's so funny. I just thought about that. Yeah. I just you thought know, about that. He was that. a skateboarder, and he didn't talk to anybody, really. You know? He was a shy guy. Yeah, but he was still... I think when I... Being friends with her, I would talk. He, we'd have conversations. He's yeah. pretty cool. Just yeah. a mellow person. Didn't really bother too much with people. Yeah. Not at all. Just in his own world, in his own space, and having a great time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was uh, kids, um, you know, and co-parenting. You know, um, I wish I had uh, engaged their father more in some stuff. You know, I, when I called him, he was always responsive. I just had to be the one to call. Exactly. So, um, I wish I had done that, but really, you know, I think um, we had a, we had a really good time, you know, raising the kids and. Uh, as far as career, though, the one thing that I did is every job that I had, I really made it my own. You know, okay. I didn't try to, you know, in every job you bring your own personality as it is anyway. So what, what are your strengths? You know, um, what can you, you know, bring uh, to the table and, um, you know, how can you just help people? And people are going to work every day. You know, you want to smile and, you know, you're there for a long, that's your family. You want to, you're there for a long time. So make it good. Exactly. You know? um, but do you want specifics on like how I ended up in entertainment or how I ended up? We could do, we can do like a run through just a quick okay, little detail about each thing. Um, like I said, I started interning. I was interning at Motown records. Yeah. I met, yeah, I met a lot of people there. Um, and it was, it was fun. I met some people that, you know, and, and now, you know, in our fifties, they're like, VPs and and running things and running businesses and things like that and that's another thing to consider too when you're networking mm-hmm. at 30 20 years later your network is going to be tight if you're if you're getting in you know well, yeah right very true getting it in with the people that so Motown you know. Records have you met Barry Gordon I did not you know okay. why why because when I started working for Motown in the 80s um they had separated Motown Gordy uh, had Gordy company mm-hmm. and Motown and we were on the same building on Sunset and two different floors and whatnot um but I did meet a lot of people 
I sang happy birthday to Stevie Wonder. Nice. Um, but I met a lot of people. Um, more than anything, you know, being a woman, being a black woman in the entertainment industry, in the music industry, was a whole nother conversation. So we can just leave it like that. Yeah, of course. Um, but um, that was, you know, experience. But what I took with me everywhere that I went was my ability to talk in front of people. That's good. And which started with that organic going into speech communications in, right. in college. So, um, and then I went into government. It was the same thing. You know, I was required to train people and talk to talk to people and things like that. Um, I wish, you know, hindsight 2020, I wish I had learned sales. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone so, told me the same thing. I'm very good at selling. I could sell things. Okay. So sales is, is, you know, that crosses all fields. You can sell a car, you can sell jewelry, you can sell a, you know, apartment Apple building. Product, yeah. you can sell, okay. So it's, it's, you know, catering to people's interests, what they want, you know, and making yeah. your money, making, that's it. I want to say hmm. a skill that you probably, you're able to adapt. Yeah. Skill that you're, you're capable of adapting to different, yeah. different industries. Yeah. Dealing with different people and just different dealing with like your workflow, yeah. adapting to different environments. So that's a good skill to have. It's an excellent skill. And that that comes from, again, my experiences. You know, South Side of Chicago was mostly black. Brentwood was not. Right. Um, the Valley was not, you know, integrated. I went to school with all kind of people. When I was living in Brentwood, I used to go to Temple. I wear high right now because it means happiness in, in uh, Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied Buddhism, mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, I made friends from different cultures, different, um, religious backgrounds. And, uh, that really just like, kind of helped me, you know, navigate my way, you know, cause if I saw somebody who was Jewish, I say Shalom. Or, you know, if I say, you know, someone Japanese, uh, you know, I'd say hi, but hi means yes. yes. You know, like, can you, can you take out the trash? Hi, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> And I host exchange students, um, which is another thing where culturistically you learn, you know, when you have people in your home from other places, you really learn about other cultures, other menus, you know, and, and you know, just things that people do differently. So That's I good. do try to, um, what do you call it, surround myself with a lot of different people, which helps when you go into the workforce and you're working with a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures, a lot yeah. of di- different religious beliefs. Yeah, I like that. That's definitely, yeah, because we attended Cover City High and it was very diverse. Yeah. And not a lot of people could say they went to like a diverse school with a different minorities and everybody there. Yeah. I had a great experience there. Yeah. For that little small town, Cover City. Cover City. Yeah. Go see house. <laughs> Is that what it was? I think so. For football, I think they would say that. I don't know. I don't even know. That was like. 20 years yeah right that was a long time that 10 was years it was 10 years 10 years so um <laughs> but you know i think that um i wish i could get more specific on what you know what each job meant you mm-hmm. know i i can tell you that i never got a job interviewing never got a job interviewing nice. i don't know if i don't interview well which i probably should work on or if it's really like um you know it's always been you know someone called me and said hey we got this job for you. We You're have interested. this job. Send me your resume, things like that. So the whole, you know, like Chan can go for an interview and get the job. I think Chani's had four jobs and gone on four interviews. Like she, that's her thing. Like they like her, they see her. She, she has a well. bubbly personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just kind of like, so I, even though I'm on LinkedIn, you know, yes. and things like that, like it's like, mm, it doesn't, it, I'm not that interactive. I think you get, there's a, a algorithm that has to go with, you know, you talk to people, you comment on people's stuff, you have your resume up to date, yes. you apply for these jobs. You know, it's like, it's a job. The hiring process is bullshit. <laughs> okay. If that's how you really feel, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. 50, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. yeah, especially for people who are trying to break into an industry, regardless if it's entertainment or not. Yeah. Breaking into something that you're very passionate about and the requirements that they require for an entry level position is just beyond my beyond me. But all that can be bypassed. And that's very that's, true. And that's what I'm saying. It's it's who you know. It's who so you know. and for somebody, my experience, for somebody who has gotten jobs by who you know, um, 
as long as they feel like you can do it or you, you know, you're willing to try to do it or make the best of it or whatever it is, um, they can work with the requirements. I think it's the attitude of, uh, you know, I can do anything. I am an air, you know, I'm an air quality and transportation specialist. I've had no interest in, I'm allergic to trees, grass, plants. You know what I mean? I'm allergic to flowers. So for me to be an air quality transportation person is like I went to a job and then the opportunity came up for them to train me to do this. Yes. Um, so anyway, so I just say that um, your attitude is, is really, it's important. It's yes. important. Something I have to work on, yeah. Well, you can, you will. You <laughs> I can. will work on it. Yes, you will work I'm on it. I'm just over the bullshit. Like, get to the point, you know? Yes. That's just me. Okay, so treat people how you want to be treated. If you of were in a position of... Of course. Right. That's what I do. Okay. Until you see me upset. That's what I try to do. Until I'm upset about something stupid that shouldn't I shouldn't react to like that. Or I shouldn't have lashed out like that. That's just me. Okay, so the end result of your lash out does not help the situation. At so. all. So that's why, well, let's just say now, mm-hmm. when I was younger, that my lash out would probably be the reason why people are probably upset or just things are not happening in the right way for me. Right. Okay. Now I think about it, mm-hmm. take my time to respond, mm-hmm. and I go about it the adult way. Oh, well, now that you're adult. Yeah. Well, now, yeah, shit. Yeah. Right? Now. That's what you got to do. Now, yeah. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Now, because we all act like kids, regardless of what our age is. We still have those kid moments. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, now I try to count to 10 and refocus the energy. Yeah. Because that person may not try to make you upset or, like, that's not their intention, but you take it that way and... Yeah, I just don't want that to happen anymore. No. And there's always going to be someone who's going to offend you. All the time. Right. Very true. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, just please don't. Yeah. But, how, you know, it, you can pick your battles or, or not and, uh, you know, and choose to have a good day. You know? Very true. Choose to have a good day. That's and the, I, I think that's because if you have a good day, yeah, positive things will start happening. Well, you hopefully. Know, I, it's funny. I went out with a, one of my friends and we did exactly the same thing. We went to exactly the same places. We ate exactly the same thing. You know, it was like it was such a uh, synergy that we had with each other, uh, except for as the day went on, at the end of the day, she had had the worst day ever and I had the best day. And it was really, it went from, she had such a bad, I won't say attitude. It was just such, uh, you know, she had a growl on her face. You know, she was just, they got her coffee wrong at Starbucks. The guys wouldn't hold the door for her. The, you know, like when she was going in and out of places, uh, you know, her seat was horrible when we went to the movie. Somebody came and sat in front of her with a baseball hat. It was like, Things were happening to her, and I was right next to her, perfectly happy, like, oh, my God, this is the best. This is the drink, you know, we went from coffee to having alcohol, and every bit of the day, it was wrong for her, you know. Um, but I can understand. She was frustrated, but she also made it, like, even worse, you know. Um, she played into her frustration. She played into it. So, yeah, they got the drink wrong. But, okay, so say it with a smile. Hey, you know what? I ordered this. Da, da, da. You know, right. don't be like, who's your manager? Uh, you know, I don't piss people off before they've had the opportunity to try to rectify the situation. Yes. Yeah, that's you, huh? Is that no, you? it's oh, not. Okay. Are you crazy? No. It can be, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it can be, but no, I have not. No, I don't think I'm like that. I think- so let's wrap up this interview. So, Kim, what are you working on? Currently, what products you have coming up? You know what? Uh, project is the key word. So um, through, throughout all of my experience, I've looked at things as a project, um, beginning and end. That's what I like. Something, whether it's a, a record to a record release, whether it's a, a party or an event, there's a beginning and there's an end. Um, so uh, I... While in COVID, I got my master's degree in uh, project management. Nice. Mind you, I'd had a certificate from UCLA from 10 years ago in project management, and I had found that um, everything is a project. So 
uh, my goal right now um, is really to use that skill once again. Um, and I, you know, our family owns a moving company. Um, yes. So I G and G Motors. G and G Secure motors. Transport. There we go. G and G Secure Transport, and so we do interstate and 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 uh, interstate, which means we go across lines. And our, you know, we have a contract, a major contract that we work with um, athletes. So. Nice. Um, probably getting into that a little bit more. Okay. Um, I like, I serve on a couple boards. Um, I serve on the Baldwin Hills, uh, rec center park board, um, which kind of is dormant right now since, uh, uh, COVID and the urban league I'm the secretary on the board for urban league. So I do want to continue to do, uh, work in the community. Yes. Um, I think that's very important, especially for our kids, for our elderly and for everybody in between. Nice. So, um, you know, helping people, mental illness, uh, as you know, my son is autistic. Uh, and so we have uh, a constant um, trial with doctors and medication and things like that just because of the misdiagnosis in our community. That's right. a big thing. So um, there's a couple of things, you know, as they come about, um, you know, and travel. I'm, you know, you're talking about travel. I've been, tra you know, hosting exchange students for 15 years, right. traveling at home, and it's like it's kind of time for me to go visit my kids. You know, exactly. I'm Mama, I'm Mama Kim in Los Angeles, but they're out there in Brazil and Chile and and Argentina and Germany, and you know, and thank God for P Facebook. We're keeping in touch. And That's I, good. I, you know, and they come to visit me, but like they're like, you know what, come and. Visit us. Come and visit us. At See our, our culture. At our villa. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, things like that. So that's that's my plan. That's good. Yeah. That's and good. get this kid through high school. Shout out to Shelton. Right? The baby oh, of the my family. Gosh. Oh, yes. The baby and probably the tall, almost the tallest one in the family. Right. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. He's getting there. So, yeah, that the, those are my projects. This one, my project is to get him to college and graduated and maybe to pledge. You know, my um, my dad's an Omega man, 50 years. So okay. he would be a um, it would be it would make me very proud if my son would continue that legacy. Do you see Shelton? Do you want to if Shelton wants to go to school out of state? Do you see him doing that or would you want him to stay close to you? Oh, no, I feel Shelton's going to fly the coop as soon as possible. He's he's out there. Right? And you're going to let him experience that. I, you won't I have miss. no choice. <laughs> well, you're right. You don't have a choice. Well, actually, you do. No. Really, you don't think you know? so? No. No, okay. no. I think Shelton, he has always been headstrong and uh, That's good. visionary. That's good. Yes. So um, I think Shelton's going to make his way in the world and, and meet. And, and he's met as many people as I have. People know him from when he was a baby. So all those people are like, come on over here to you right. know, to Europe, right? So um, as soon as he, you know, in Nigeria, you know, him being a Nigerian, his father will take him traveling and whatnot now. So I think Shelton's going to be a worldly man. I see it. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. And, you know. I <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you know, that part. Um, and, you know, basically, I think you had another. Did I, you have another question I, for I, me? I have two. Oh, okay. So the other question would be, what question would you wish I asked you? And how would you answer it? Wow. That's because we touched on a lot. Kat. We did. We did. Um, maybe, you know, what was maybe because of this pandemic in the last two, two and a half years, what did I learn about you said you learned about other people and I what did I learn about other people and what I learned about myself yeah uh, more so it was myself not other people but more so myself yeah and my dealings yeah yes yeah. um that being I learned how creative people were yes um it's impressive uh I learned that you know the importance of doing the work uh wherever you are and making time for you know making time for family having that work-life balance uh that everything has to be done in an office so that's really you know it's really important especially as a parent um and uh you know and that mental health is very important. it's very not only is it important it's it's let's just not talk about let's talk about mental health let's talk about a good therapist Right. You know, I got a good therapist if you want one. You know, there there are some things that popped out. I actually got my son a therapist. It's uh, it's like black men therapy. Um, it, is it, it free? 
No, it's not free. Okay. But, but <laughs> I have to tell you, it, it's worth it from what I'm getting from just, you know. Hearing, just the feedback. Just the feedback. Okay, it's, that's it's good. It's much needed. It's much needed. And I think that we all need therapy. Yes. Um, or somebody to talk to, but more so therapy. Yeah, because not, you need so, that not your friends. Not your friends. No, you need no. somebody who's probably going to be biased, but. Yeah. 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 So um, that that part I learned about mental health and just be giving yourself a break. And, and I have learned two things, taking responsibility and uh, forgiveness, forgiving myself. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. So to sum up the episode. Yes. Do you have anybody that I should interview or know anybody I should interview next? Oh, you know what? I would suggest... Um, Depending on where you're going, uh, I do know some 30 year olds, um, and you could inter- you could inter- you can interview them either together or separately, and that would be Kalen, my brother, yeah. um, just because you know at a young age he he did make a lot of money and was in an environment um, that was great, and now he's my partner in the moving company and okay. has some other projects going on. And congratulations uh, on the baby. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Kinsley is the bomb. Like I can't wait to hug and kiss that little girl. So, um, yeah. And so he, you know, he's making moves and um, possibly his wife, Jess, you yes. know, um, those are two people that are, you know, cl- in those thirties where you're about to in go. In those thirties. Yes. Um, and um, you know what? And if I think, you know, there are some other people I have, I have a friend in the music business or her son's in the music business. Um, and he's, he's kind of blowing up a little bit and, That's uh, good. He's got some good projects, and if he'd be open to it, you know, I'll check with him. Please, I yeah. like to interview everybody, yeah. any and everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, um, yeah. As as we go on, we can do that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, everybody, thank you for this podcast today, and Kim, thank you for having me and hosting me for the podcast yeah. at the moment. Of thank course. you, and thank you. <laughs> of course, everybody. This is better yet. Start talking, and I am your host, Kenny J. Kenny J. <laughs>